What is love? Are you asking me? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. It's Tennis Podcast. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to love you. And I'm your host, Nick Amell. Uh, as always, I'm your confused sidekick host, Brandon. I feel like you perform better when you're confused. But yeah, I'm on my toes. Yeah. Well, this is the show where one of us handsome gentlemen bring a top tennis list on any topic under God's hot sun. And then we bring some trivia and notes about that top 10 list. The other person doesn't know what the list is ahead of time and they try to guess items 1 through 10 on the list. And you're going to do that shit right now. Are you ready? No. Well, you... I need, I need a few hours. Can we come back later and do it? Sure. Let's cut right now. Okay. And we're back. I had to mow a couple lawns real quick, earn some allowance money. So why don't you tell me what my list today is? So last week, you brought uh, a list that I enjoyed a lot. We discussed the movies, the man, and the madness of Mel Gibson. And the ass. Now this week, I want to take us in the exact polar opposite direction. So Nick, what is the exact polar opposite of Mel Gibson? This is your first thing you got to guess. Ugh. Reese Witherspoon. Close. I'll give you one more guess. Rosie O'Donnell. It's not a person. Oh. What is the opposite? Total opposite, Mel Gibson. Well, I'm going to tell you. Stop guessing. Yeah, please do. You'll never get it. It's fruit. <laughs> well, you know, there's those, there's those little blogs out there that say, like, if fruit were people, mm -hmm. which fruit would Mel Gibson be? Maybe like a... <laughs> if you ask him, he'll, <laughs> he'll show you... <laughs> That he's the opposite of fruit. Well, we're okay. talking about the most popular fruits in the world today. I love it. This information comes to us from worldatlas.com. Do you remember what World Atlas is? It sounds very familiar. I was just trying to pick it in my brain what it is. It was a, a set of encyclopedias. I would think World Atlas did encyclopedias and actual world atlases, like a big book full of maps of the world. Okay, yeah. It was like an analog version of Google Maps. Well, they're back in .com form. Worldatlas.com has all the information on the most popular fruits in the world. And they are organized, they're rated mm -hmm. on this list by the number of millions of tons harvested worldwide. Oh my God. So, this is based Great. on the, the, the weight harvested. So, let weight oh. be something on your mind. It's not the main thing on your mind, but there are some couple instances in here where you go, oh yeah, weight probably makes a big difference for that, for that fruit. Okay. And as always, I'm going to help you out a little bit by help, uh, scratching some off of your scratch pad list, some possible guesses. Uh-huh. Fruits that aren't in the top 10 most popular fruits in the world, like Fruit Loops. Hmm. Okay, scratching that one off. Beans means the musical fruit. Damn, you're just killing all my guesses here. It didn't even crack the top 21, which I have here, by the How way. How about Elton John? <laughs> uh, we're going to get a letter from his people. That's okay. Worth it. Fruit by the foot? Not uh, I used to love that. Still popular at my house. How about Gushers? No Gushers. I have actually the top 21 here, but we're only going to talk about the top 10. Okay. So, I'm leaving it to you. The floor is yours. Start guessing fruit. Real quick, so mm -hmm. I'm clear. This is based the annual weight harvested worldwide. In millions of metric tons. God, that's a lot of fucking fruit. You know, even one kind of fruit having millions of metric tons. And that's just one fruit? Yeah. 
Think of all the fruit out there. All right. Worldwide, it will also come into play because I think, well, I would assume that the most popular fruits in the United States are not the same as the most popular fruits in, say, India. Mm, but uh, You might, I mean, you may be surprised. I'll tell you right, that right. of the fruits in the top 10, all of these we could find at our local grocery store, of course, depending upon like what is in season. But what about your local 7-Eleven? Some of them you could probably pick up at a 7-Eleven, but all of these would be available in your average local grocer. Okay. I have my first guess ready. Okay. This is a thing that I've heard called both a fruit and a vegetable, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what it really is anymore. So, you fucker. a tomato. You rat fink fucker. <laughs> number one? Tomatoes are number one on the list. <laughs> oh, they are a fruit. I really didn't think it would be. No, that's okay. Tomatoes are a fruit. They're the number one on the list. 182 million metric tons of tomatoes are harvested each year. Now, wild tomatoes originated in the Andes, the western regions of Bolivia, Peru, Chile, and Ecuador, and they're cultivated for the first time around 700 AD by the Aztecs and the Incas. They were brought to Europe by explorers returning from South America and have been beloved around the world ever since. So yeah, uh, Is it beloved or beloved? Beloved. My beloved. A beloved is a, like a person you're talking yeah. about. They've been beloved. Well, then yeah. Be smarter about speaking next time. Well, <laughs> I can't not speak good like you. One thing I learned about each fruit on this list is, like, I never, I guess I never thought where they originated from before, and we'll learn, mm-hmm. we'll learn about that uh, uh, today. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that it took 700 AD, you know, in the grand scheme of the world, that's pretty recent for yeah. a fruit Tomatoes to are a more uh, recent fruit, especially to be one that's the most popular around the world. Now, I know that you said uh, tomato is a fruit. And mm-hmm. I guessed it, but I do it in protest because I think it's bullshit that it's a fruit. It grows out of the ground like well, a vegetable. Well, we're going to talk about that. But all other fruits also grow out of the ground. Well, all fruits grow out of the ground, you dickhead. <laughs> no, they grow out of trees and shit. Well, strawberries grow on bushes. Blackberries yeah, grow on bushes. All right, Mr. Know-it-all. Tell me your notes. Well, you're going to fucking know more than your uh, ignorant ass does right now. By the time we get finished talking about tomatoes... Mm-hmm. China leads in growing tomatoes. They grow almost 57 million tons a year. Wow. They are used for the most popular dishes in the world, from making pizza and pasta sauces to the humble ketchup for burgers and pizza. fries. Yep. It is also an integral ingredient to most salads. This article, World Atlas, took a pretty bold stance on tomatoes, said it's undisputed in omelets. Wow. I dispute it. I think uh, green peppers and onions would like to have a word with you. <laughs> yes, agree. <laughs> now, tomatoes are biologically fruits. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes are biologically, botanically classified as berries, but they are commonly used as a vegetable ingredient or side dish. And they are labeled and known as a vegetable, especially in grocery stores, due to the taste and the nutritional purposes. Okay. So, they are treated like a vegetable because of their taste and nutritional purposes. You're, you're not crazy. We all agree. Yeah. Okay. We good. all b- agree botanically and grocerily. My last note is here. Do you remember the movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? 
Is that a real movie? I, I don't remember it. Yeah, I a, didn't even know it was a, a parody thing. movie, a parody horror movie in the 80s. The film opens with a scroll that says that when Alfred Hitchcock's film The Birds was released in 1963, audience laughed at the notion of birds revolting against humanity. But when an attack perpetrated by birds occurred in 1975, no one laughed. This is followed by a pre-credit sequence of a tomato rising out of a woman's garbage disposal. Her puzzlement turns into terror as the tomato draws her into a corner. Following the credits, the police investigate her death. One officer discovers that the red substance with which she is covered is not blood, but tomato juice. All right, so I'd like to propose that we end this episode early and go watch that movie now. Attack right of now. the Killer Tomatoes. There was also a cartoon version for kids in the late 80s. Fucking 80s, man. Some good stuff came out of the 80s, including my fucking ass. They say the 80s was just throw some shit on the wall and see what sticks. One of your notes there stood out, and that is that tomatoes are an ingredient in a ton of things. Pizza mm-hmm. and ketchup and burgers alone. I think is, you know, because when I was first thinking of this, I was thinking people just eating raw tomatoes. Yeah. You know, so that makes a big difference, the ingredient. Right. Hmm. That's it. That's tomatoes. What I thought was going to be number one, I'll guess next, which is the apple. Apples are number four on the list. I knew it. 86 million tons a year we're making of apples. Apples originated. Where do you think apples came from? Well, let's see. Where was Johnny Appleseed from? The good old southern U.S. of A. No, they originated in Central Asia. They have a deep connection to the Silk Road along which they thrived. They were first domesticated in southern Kazakhstan around 2000 B.C. Kazakhstan. So that apples and Borat, I guess we have to thank them for. What year did you say? 2000 B.C. Okay. See, that's more like it because tomato was 700 A.D. Big difference. Mesopotamian shit. Yeah. Mm. Most apples in North American markets are grown on the same continent for the ease in the price of distribution. It's the same thing in Asia. China is the leader in apple production in the world, almost 45 million tons each year, while Japan's Fuji variety of apple is favored by many for the large fruit size and a satisfying sweet crunch. <sighs> yes. Now, I went through the whole, ar- like, a whole article about apples, and there's not a whole lot that, like, you know, apples are probably the most well-known or widely like used maybe fruit, one of them in the, in the United States, in the Western world. But what I was thinking about this morning with apples is uh, the apple trees in the Wizard of Oz. Okay. They always annoyed me as a kid hmm. because I understood the purpose of the apple more than the apple tree. Let me explain how. So after Dorothy meets the Scarecrow in Oz, Remember, she's hungry, and she stops, and she picks an apple off of the tree. Okay. And then the tree slaps the apple out of her hand, and he's like, how would you like it if I did that to you? She's like, (laughs) what the fuck? A talking (laughs) tree? He slaps that out of her hand, and 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 he's mad at her, and she's like, well, I I was hungry, and I just... Then they all mock her for being hungry. They go, oh, she was hungry. She was hungry. Yeah. even as a kid, I was like, you fucking idiot trees. That is the whole point of the apple. It's supposed to fall off or be picked off or eaten off of and then carried away in the tummy of whoever ate it and then pooped mm-hmm. 
out. Okay. Well, we we got it. But, you know, you would think that the apple being picked off would be a relief to that tree, kind of like a person clipping a toenail. You know, it's an appendage that is meant to come off. Well, it's, I mean, it's the tree literally like spreading its seed. So maybe it would feel really good. Oh, baby. Maybe he should have been like, oh, keep grabbing apples. <laughs> but he didn't. He fucking, they pelted them with it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a, it's illogical filmmaking. It's irresponsible is what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I was in her ruby red slippers. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. After they woke up the Tin Man and they are like resolved to go see the wizard. Mm-hmm. Remember they ask like they all kind of stand up and look at each other and they go, two Oz? Yeah. She should have said two Oz. But first, me and you and this raggedy ass motherfucker over here and your axe are going to go back across the road and we're going <laughs> to chop the fuck out of some apple trees. <laughs> so they're going to brutally torture and murder this living thing, the apple tree, just because he got a little perturbed that she picked something off of his body. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my, you don't cross Dorothy. <laughs> my version of Wizard of Oz is still, you know, beat for beat pretty close to the original, but it has some diversions. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. It is kind of funny that they immediately stumbled upon a guy with an axe that they befriend and no one thought like, let's fucking, mm-hmm. this is uh, serendipitous. But I also like the idea of Dorothy using words like this motherfucker right here with the axe. We're going to go. <laughs> I do no, think a modernized, R-rated version of The Wizard of Oz is needed, starring Mel Gibson as the lion. As the cowardly lion? But he'd be a brave, buff, big-dicked lion in, in this version. <laughs> They're like, hey, are you doing an imitation of uh, the original cowardly lion? And he's like, what? I was leaving my wife a voicemail. <laughs> Christ. All right. You know, and the last thing about the apple is that I think the apple is so great because, uh, and this is why it's so popular going back over 2,000 years, because it's immediately accessible. It grows off the tree. You could pick it right off and eat it right there. And it actually tastes good, unlike a lot of other healthy things. Like, just pick it off, eat it. When was the last time, speaking of healthy, when was the last time you ate a piece of fruit? Piece of fruit today? Yeah. Oh, what was it? An apple. Fuck. God damn it. See, I ate an apple right before we started, so I'd ask you, and I was hoping it would be like, I don't know, a month ago, and I could be like, you fat pig. And you go, oh, yeah, well, when did you eat one? I'd be like, like in 20 minutes ago. Well, I fucking got you, didn't I? Tapping the apple core against the microphone. You got got. Um, okay, let's get back to fruit. Okay, so I'm going to try to guess the second half of the list here first before my big hitter guesses. I'm going to guess next around number... Oh, well, you know what? With the weight thing, hmm, maybe this is higher. I'm going to guess watermelon's number three. Fuck, I just had to like shake my head in disbelief. I'm astonished. Watermelon is number three. Knew it. 104 million metric tons a year are we harvesting melons to the tune of 104 million metric tons a year. The watermelon originated around present day Egypt. Oh, weird. Ancient hieroglyphs have been found referring to watermelons, which were considered a prized fruit and were even included in Pharaoh's tombs for their last journey to the afterlife. Oh, God. Imagine what those watermelons smell like now. They look like dog turds by the time they cracked (laughs) open the pyramids. (laughs) Today, China majorly leads in watermelon production. You see a theme here when it comes to production. Yeah. 
China is growing the most watermelons. They grow nearly 73 million tons a year. Watermelons are also commonly used in making alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks for their natural sweetness and water content. Yeah. I think it's that watermelons are especially popular in Asia. Watermelon flavor and watermelon like based alcohol drinks and then I think actual watermelon. So what do you have against America? Why do you hate your country so well, much that you There won't... is a reason to hate America surrounding watermelons, well, which is on yeah. my list here. Okay. In addition to noting that personally, I think watermelon, I like watermelons, but I think it is the most disappointing flavor when it comes to candy. All right. Put your shit down. Roll up your sleeves. We're about to fight. <laughs> so yeah, the negative aspect of watermelons when it comes to the United States. So we've heard before the racist stereotype about like black people love watermelon or mm -hmm. they're associated with watermelons. And I had always always i had heard that in the past always it's like 24 7 every always. day someone's bringing up watermelons it was a, some kind of negative connotation but i never had any idea where it came from especially because it never made any sense like it was always like of course everybody likes watermelon if it's a hot day yeah. outside someone slices that thing open you're like oh great i'm gonna get hydrated and eat a treat at the same time, and I can spit fun seeds. Everybody likes it. But this is where it came from. And it's uh, even more disappointing to hear about than I thought before. In the Civil War era in the United States, watermelons mm -hmm. were commonly grown by free black people and became one symbol for the abolition of slavery. Around that time, like before and during the Civil War, Mm -hmm. Like one of the symbols symbolizing like uh, the abolition of slavery, the freedom of black people was the idea of a watermelon because they could, this is something they could grow themselves and whatever. Mm -hmm. So after the Civil War, racists turned it around and black people were maligned for their association with watermelon. So they were maligned because of their association with watermelon and that evolved into a racist stereotype where they shared a supposed voracious appetite for watermelon. It's funny how something so stupid withstands to this day, 150 years later. And it also says here, and I don't understand this part, a fruit long correlated with laziness and uncleanliness. And that I don't understand. If they're talking about like, is it supposedly lazy to like cut open a watermelon and everyone grab a piece off? Watermelon's not easy to cut. I guess yeah, they're not that hard. It, yeah, it, I don't understand where the correlation between watermelon and laziness and uncleanliness comes from. Maybe because they're sticky? It just seems like they got their racism and their fruit all mixed up. Yeah, as tends to happen with fruit and racism. But it was originally a symbol that was not negative in connotation. I guess not negative unless you're a racist. <laughs> then it was like, I don't want to see a fucking watermelon again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, did you have more? No, that's it. I feel like I've danced around this hot button topic enough. Watermelon is my go-to slash favorite flavor of candies. So, oh, really? fuck you very much. Also, quick sidebar, uh, there's a very popular fan theory uh, or fan scenario out there that I entertain from time to time that if all the world's water was actually peanut butter this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, just really quickly for the new listeners, that means that the rain that comes from the sky is peanut butter, the water that comes out of your faucet is peanut butter. My question for you now is, 
the watermelon has to become the peanut butter melon, right? Basically a Reese's cup with a <laughs> rind on it. <laughs> so, I mean, all the negatives of the peanut butter as water scenario, like fucking <laughs> destroying your, your pipes on the first go round and <laughs> the blood inside your body being full of peanut butter and not water, like all kinds of negatives. It might all be worth it if we got peanut butter melons. That's all. Peanut butter melons. If I was a, a chick, that would be my like OnlyFans name. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, I bet that is out there. Peanut butter melons. I've heard of worse ideas, but I'll tell you what's not a worse idea. My next guess, which is going to be the cantaloupe at number eight. No, I think cantaloupe qualifies as a melon, which, is, which melons are number 11. I knew it. Keeping you on your toes. I actually created this list. I wrote it myself for Global Atlas. Well, you had a couple of fucking spelling errors in your article. <laughs> well, then my next guess will be, let me think of ingredients like the tomato. Is there anything else like that? I guess most of the time it's veggies, you know? Yeah, there is. Are more. There's one fruit on here that is specifically made for cooking. Well, not made for cooking, but it is specifically known for cooking. I don't think you eat it raw. You only eat it cooked. All right. I'm going to have to get back to that one because I don't know. So, I'm going to guess that number two is the banana. Number two is bananas. Do it. 116 million metric tons. We're going bananas for bananas. Mm. It's believed bananas originated 10,000 years ago. Wow. Like a fucking myth or something. It is believed that bananas originated... Fuck, Brandon. It's believed that... Bananas originated about 10,000 years ago in the South Pacific or Southeast Asia. Around 8,000 to 5,000 BC uh, in that area or that time is when they were first domesticated. Pinpointing their origins is still proven to be difficult, this elusive banana. It provides a fifth of the recommended daily B6 vitamin. Um, it's a good source of vitamin C for immunity, fiber for digestion. Uh, they also help the body produce melatonin for sound sleep. And they are incredibly convenient for a snack on the go. They come with their own protective case and they are easy to peel. No washing required. That is nice. They make a great monkey's breakfast. Yeah. You said they were domesticated 8,000 years ago? Yeah. Does that mean around 8,000 years ago is the first time that cavemen taught bananas to sit and stay? <laughs> They put a saddle on a big banana, and when it stopped bucking, they said, uh, now we got it made. Now, bananas are kind of weird, right? Yeah. There's not many other fruits like a banana. Now, most of the fruits we talk about today are technically types of berries. Bananas are a type of berry. They've been described as a leathery berry. They're There's, not a berry. It's wrong. Well, that's what this fucking thing described it as. They got a protective outer layer, peel, or the skin, with numerous long, thin strings. Those yucky little strings that yeah. run lengthwise between the skin and the edible inner portion. I hate those little strings. I hate them too. They seem gross. I know they're technically not, but something about them, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you little guy. <laughs> you little boogery thing. The monkeys eat them. Well, I've monkeys also, don't give a fuck. I've also watched a monkey hold his hand below his asshole, <laughs> catch the poo before it hit the ground, and then eat it straight from the tap. Okay. Why you gotta fucking shit on monkeys like this on the show? I'm We're gonna be hearing from all kinds of monkey the enthusiasts. Monkey, the monkey shit on himself. And I watched it. 
So bananas, <laughs> no, the bananas we normally know are dessert bananas because they're sweet and you can just eat them by yourself. It can split lengthwise into three sections that correspond to the inner portions of the three carpels. In cultivated species, the seeds of the banana are diminished nearly to non-existence. Their remnants are tiny black specks in the interior of the fruit. How's that happen? They cultivate them that way. Why? So you don't have to eat fucking big banana seeds. Do you not understand like, oh. how they make like seedless grapes and shit? I misunderstood. I thought, I thought you were saying that the banana <laughs> itself is a, black, is a black speck inside the oh, peel. No. The remnants <laughs> of the seeds yes, are okay. just those teeny tiny black specks that are on the inside of the fruit. Like when you slice a banana, in the middle you're like, what is that? Those are the little seeds. But they're like so tiny and I guess maybe squishy that you never notice them. You know how I love squishy stuff. Yeah. I bet you uh, tried to smoke banana peels when you were a kid. Uh, I don't, no, I don't even, is that a thing? Yeah, I think back like in, I think it was probably more back in like the 70s or 80s. Like if you were really desperate to like smoke weed, you would try to like dry out and smoke banana peel. But I think it was like an urban legend. I don't think you can, I don't think you can blaze a banana peel. You can blaze anything, bro. What's your take on bananas, personally? I like them. I bet you fucking do. We buy them. We keep them stocked usually. I'm not uh, shy about slicing up a banana and putting it with peanut butter in a sandwich. Peanut butter, you say, huh? Mm -hmm. What you really mean is water. But my take on bananas is I don't love them. I don't hate them. I eat them every once in a while just to mix up my fruit intake. Mostly like to stick them up your ass. (laughs) there's that uh you know i gotta keep things fresh around here but it does make it hard to put on pants (laughs) you watch beverly hills cop when he put the banana in their tailpipe and you're like hmm i I got an idea (laughs) what if i had a tailpipe we all have a tailpipe right yeah and you're talking out of yours right now am i right people all right are you ready to guess more fruit yeah, can we first just uh, acknowledge that I've guessed one through four in perfect order so far? Not in perfect order, but you got them. I'm really smart with fruits. Okay, so then this has to be high. I'm going to say the orange is number six. The orange is number six. Holy hell. Oh, Brandon, I wrote the list. I told you. 76 million metric tons of oranges are lurking out there every year. <laughs> Oranges were first cultivated in China around 2500 BC. They were introduced to the Americas in 1493 on Columbus's second trip. Really late, huh? That fucking dickhead. So like on his first trip, he did a lot of like cutting off noses and rape, Mm -hmm. killing people. Yep. And he's probably like getting on the boat to go back over and he remembers like, oh yeah, fuck. Uh... Hey, everybody, when we show up, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to be popular. Mm -hmm. So can we find something kind of cool to bring with us so that they don't, you know, kill me? Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, why don't we bring a shitload of oranges? Done. Yeah, but what's lost to history there is there was a guy in the back that held up an iPhone and was like, how about this iPhone? We can bring a bunch of iPhones. But Christopher Columbus didn't hear him. Heard the orange guy. Burn that witch. Cut his nose off. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the top producing country of oranges today is china no not china it's brazil 
Ah. I think Brazil probably has a better climate for it. With about 15 yeah. million metric tons coming from Brazil, that's like 20% of all the oranges produced in the world. Now, the orange is a hybrid between a citrus fruit called the pomelo and a mandarin. So, like, very few of the fruits, you know, that we know today, like, just grow naturally. They're all genetically engineered by no, ancient... they're put there by God. ...by ancient peoples into uh, the fruit we know today. Oh, and my last note about oranges is in The Godfather, which Nick has proudly never seen... I've seen or- The Godfather. Oh, you have? Well, I mean, when I was, like, 10, but yeah. I don't remember anything about an orange, so go ahead you and You were too me. young for that. Oranges symbolize death. I have a love-hate relationship with the orange because I love the taste. They're great. But man, they're a pain in the ass to peel and shit. Yeah. Because when you peel it, I guess some people just eat it like that, but I don't like all the stringy white shit hanging off. I got to get as much of it off as I can. And then you just pick it off? Yeah. Yeah. I watch, I watch my kid like just pick and pick and pick at an orange. And mm-hmm. I don't like that stuff either, but I mean, fuck, I've also eaten like the stickers on the outside of an orange, like it's not going to slow fuck, me man? down that much. <laughs> you volunteered that. No one had to know. I mean, stickers on an apple. Yeah, yeah. I've eaten that, I'm sure. Who gives a fuck, am I right? <laughs> stickers all the time, dude. <laughs> you know, when you think of, again, so we have oranges, apples, watermelon, banana, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a quick eye test. Looks like three or four hundred million metric tons so far every year. When you think about how much, like, if you got all the fruit in the world gathered together and piled it all up, like, what the fuck would it look like? Mm-hmm. Like, once some, like, fucking scientist tells you, like, okay, if you had all the tomatoes in the world, like, bunched together, uh-huh. it would actually only be the size of, like, you know, whatever, two football stadiums full of tomatoes. I, I don't know. Is that impressive? Like, is it so many goddamn tomatoes you can't wrap your brain around it? Uh, I think it's got to be more than two football stadiums, right? I don't know. I don't know. Could think we about make... tomatoes just in one city in America. How much tomatoes are used every day for, for fucking pizza alone? If for one year, we just saved our tomatoes as, a, yeah. hu- as the human species, just saved our tomatoes and piled them all up mm-hmm. in one spot. Could we make like a mountain of tomatoes? A yes. Mount Everest of tomatoes? Mount Everest, no, but we could make a respectably sized mountain. Are we willing to give up pizza for a year to make a big mountain of tomatoes? No, absolutely fucking not, no. We're not even going to fucking entertain the idea. We just lost a lot of subscribers for you even fucking mentioning that. (laughs) They just drove off the road. They didn't unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep your subscription. Before you drive off the road, make sure your subscription maintains intact. Yeah. Intact. And right before you fly out of the car, throw your phone out to a safe place. Yeah. And uh, have the Patreon window pulled up so the person that finds your phone can easily and quickly click the subscribe on their button too. Uh, so, what I was saying, let's say four-ish hundred million so far, we're not even through the top 10 yet, metric tons of fruit every year. So, it's probably close to a billion metric tons of fruit. Yeah. You know, obviously that's eaten and distributed, so it never seems that much. But if you were to just think about it, where all that fruit goes, where does it ultimately end up, Brandon? In our butts. <laughs> and if you think that just brings another question, which we're going on a big sidebar here, but all the fucking sewage in the world at all times. Like, yeah, we're gross. It's all going somewhere. <laughs> we're gross. It's all going to the sewer. Slow down. You're, you're spiraling. <laughs> it's just so much all the time. And that's just fruit. We're not even talking about other food. <sighs> Life is beautiful, isn't it? 
You got to pull back a little bit. All right. Then how about my next guess is, uh, I'll say the blueberry is, I think it would be higher except that it so doesn't weigh bitty. a lot at all. So, I'm going to say it's a number 10. No, it's not in the top 21. Oh, no. No? Okay. How about strawberries then at number five? Strawberries are number 19. No, come on. Yeah. They might be more like temperamental as far as growing. And I don't know that they like caught on around the world like other fruit. But they're popular in like desserts and shit. All right. Well, then uh, one of my favorite fruits, maybe my favorite, will be my next guess. It's also pretty heavy. So, I'll say it's number five. It's pineapple. Pineapple's not number five, but it is in the top 10. Pineapples are number 10. 28 million metric tons a year of pineapples do we make. A pineapple is a tropical plant with an edible fruit. It was first bred in Hawaii in 1918 by breeding a pine tree, the Pinus radiata, with an apple tree, the Malus silvestris. Oh, that's why it's called pineapple. No, I just made all that shit up. Did you really? Yeah. It's indigenous. (laughs) A pine tree and an apple tree. (laughs) I guess it does sound kind of silly, huh? I think it's probably because like some idiot was like, what kind of fucking apple is that? Looks like a pine cone. Like (laughs) its Spanish name was uh, Pina de Indies. So they were probably like, it's, you know, we call it Pina de Indies. And they're like, uh... How about pineapple? Yeah, and it's actually called an, what is this, anana, anana in other languages? Yes. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's indigenous to South America where it has been cultivated for many centuries. And once again, this motherfucker popping up, Columbus, he brought the plant back to Spain in his Thank trips. you, Columbus. Thank you for all you've done. He called it Pina de Indes, which means pine of the Indians. Hmm. The pineapple fascinated Europeans as a fruit of colonialism. I read that line early in the Wikipedia article, just that line, the pineapple fascinated Europeans <laughs> as a fruit yeah. of colonialism. Like how proud they would be <laughs> at the horrors they had inflicted upon all of the indigenous people around the right. world. But look at this sweet pineapple. <laughs> Because of the expense of direct import and the enormous cost in equipment and labor required to grow them in a temperate climate in greenhouses called pineries, pineapple became a symbol of wealth in Europe. They were initially used mainly for display at dinner parties rather than being eaten and were used again and again until they began to rot. Fucking Europeans. In the second half of the 18th century, the production of the fruit on British estates became the subject of great rivalry between wealthy aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. The guy is Not like taking off, taking off their gloves and slapping another guy across the face because he like <laughs> fucking shit talked his pineapples. Yeah. And pineapple, you know, maybe you're getting to this. I'm sure it's in your notes, but it's also a great fruit to torture people in hell with when you shove it up their ass. Yep. Because of the little spikies. Uh, John Murray, the fourth Earl of Dunmore, built a hothouse on his estate surmounted by a huge stone cupola 14 meters tall in the shape of the fruit. So he built a hothouse to grow pineapples on his estate and then put this huge stone dome on it in the shape of a pineapple. What an asshole. Yeah, this estate is known as the Dunmore Pineapple. It's... (laughs) 
a folly ranked as the most bizarre building in Scotland. Yeah. But in architecture, pineapple figures became decorative elements symbolizing hospitality. And now I say to you, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Hmm. Should we sing the whole song? SpongeBob SquarePants. No, but he, I just wonder if they're tying that in. If pineapple in architecture is a decorative element that symbolizes hospitality, is SpongeBob not hospitable? No, he is because he does live in a pineapple. Lives in a pineapple under the sea. Yeah. That's pineapples. And also, pineapples are the best fruit to put sunglasses on and look good. Yeah, they have a human head shape. Mm Mm-hmm. And they go good on pizza. Fuck anyone who disagrees. I agree. But fuck me anyway. Also, Spongebob is mm, up there as far as greatest animated series of all time. And I'll fight anyone. I'll fight all of you. Spiraling again. Think about okay, fruit. Okay, sorry. You've got one, two, three, four fruits to go. Hmm. Well, if strawberries and blueberries aren't on there, then probably raspberries aren't either, right? No. Blackberries? No. Oh, I know what has to be on there. The peach. No, peaches and nectarines are number 12. (sighs) Would you like me to read you numbers 12 through 11? 12 through 11? No, I'd like you to read me like 11 through 20 something. I mean 21 through 11, yeah. Uh, Yes, I'd like that. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Uh, Number 21 is persimmons. 20 is avocados. 19 is... That's not a fruit. Well, then is it a fucking vegetable? Yeah. It's not. It's fruit. 19 is strawberries. 18 is dates. 17 is grapefruits. 16 is plums. 15 is papayas. 14 is lemons and limes. 13 is pears. 12 is peaches and nectarines. And 11 is melons. It's Nick here inviting you to join our Tennis Pod Army of Misfit Toys by adorning yourself in our official Tennis Podcast merchandise. Go to tennispod.com slash merch now for our newest designs, including Peanut Butter is the New Water, the Tennis Pod Retro Logo, Brandon's Body Elves, Dr. Phil, and much more. In fact, if you don't go check out this new merch, then just go ahead and unsubscribe. Shirt! Yes, a shirt saying that is available too. All designs are available in multiple shirt colors sized for both men and women. We also have mugs and stickers too. So what are you waiting for? A licking machine shirt? Well, we have that too. So get your ass over to tennispod.com slash merch now. That's one zero ishpodcom slash M-E-R-C-H. Branding. I thought of a few more when you were talking there. So how about the mango? Mangoes. Mangoes and guavas are for some reason lumped together on here. At number seven, mangoes and guavas, 55 million metric tons. Now, I wondered, why are mangoes and guavas lumped together at number Mm -hmm. seven? And after doing mm, roughly eight or nine minutes of research, I decided we're never going to know. Yeah, and you probably hit your limit on this entire list at about eight or nine minutes too, right? This was near the end. So, uh, when it comes to mangoes, which is the one you guessed and the one more of us are more familiar with, I think, India produces the most mangoes, almost half of the global total of mangoes of over 20 million metric tons each year. It's the national fruit of India. Having been cultivated for the last 4,000 years, 
primarily in the Indo-Myanmarian region. Mangoes did not arrive in the Americas until the 18th century with the Portuguese who introduced them to Brazil and the Spaniards who brought over the trees to Mexico from the Philippines. Mangoes provide the daily recommended intake of vitamin C, a good source of vitamin B6 and fiber. Their positive effects on brain health and sex drive, as well as their anti-aging properties, are just a few of the reasons mangoes are considered superfruits. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what gives, uh, I think, uh, George, right? And Seinfeld gives him the extra boost he needs for some sexy time. Oh, he ate some mango? <laughs> yeah, or maybe it was Kramer. Something with a mango. Yeah. It wasn't a Mackinac peach that got him going? Well, now I got to look. Hang on. No, that's uh, actually pretty much it. Okay, so I knew it. The mango is actually the title of the episode. Season 5, episode 1. It's the one where George becomes so obsessed with his performance in bed with Karen, he experiences what seems to be erectile dysfunction. He takes one of Kramer's mangoes, which causes an erotic transformation, prompting him to race to Karen's apartment. Don't you remember that? An erotic transformation. (laughs) I've never heard Boner called erotic transformation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a better name for it. Hold on a second. I can't stand up right now. I've had an an erotic transformation. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd hope like if you were in an office or something, you also wouldn't say, I I can't stand up. (laughs) I have a boner. (laughs) <laughs> so, I think either way doesn't work. But erotic transformation sounds a little more, I don't know, erotic. Mm-hmm. Transformation. What's the difference? What, what, what's, what transformed <laughs> this part right here? <laughs> <laughs> Look right there. See? It transformed. <laughs> yeah, it's magic. You know, mango has to be so high because it's also like used in a lot of drinks. Yep. Well, and I think it's also more obviously really popular in India. Yep. And shout out to India. Do you know that we have more listeners in India than anywhere else other than America? Cool. My next guess is the grape. Hell yeah, bro. Grapes are number five on the list. 79 million metric tons of grapes are eaten, juiced, stomped, or boofed every year. Boofed. Yeah, and most of them stomped by Lucille Ball. Right. A grape is a fruit, botanically a berry, of the deciduous woody vines of the flowering plant genus Vitus. Grapes can be eaten fresh as table grapes, or they can be used for making wine, jam, grape juice, jelly, grapeseed extract, raisins, vinegar, and grapeseed oil. Grapes (laughs) are a non-climacteric type of fruit generally occurring in clusters. Real quick, I saw a meme real time, someone holding up a raisin and it said, how do we make a shittier, disgusting version of a grape? And it's a raisin. (laughs) Is that your stance on raisins? I'm not a raisin guy. Oh, I like raisins. Okay, well, you're a fucking idiot. The Middle East is generally described as the homeland of the grape and the cultivation of this plant began there in the Middle East six to 8,000 years ago. Yeast, one of the earliest domesticated microorganisms, occurs naturally on the skin of grapes, leading to the discovery of alcoholic drinks such as wine. Oh, yeah. So I, I always wondered, like, how do they figure out how to put wine with, or yeast with old fruit and stuff to make mm-hmm. alcohol? Well, it, it came with it. Came with its, it was its own wine kit. Sure. Uh, The earliest archaeological evidence for a dominant position 
of winemaking in human culture dates from 8,000 years ago in the country, the area that is currently known as Georgia. Not the Georgia. The country. Yeah, the country, not <laughs> yeah. the state. 8,000 years ago was the first, like, where they could say, yeah, they were definitely making wine. There's some guy named Ugg figured out how uh-huh. to make wine, and he was treated like a superhero genius. Right after killing and eating his own kids. He's like the Steve Jobs or Tony Stark of Mesopotamia. You know, considering wine, I'm surprised grapes isn't number two right behind tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics record the cultivation of purple grapes, and history attests to the ancient Greeks, Phoenicians, and Romans growing purple grapes both for eating and wine production. The growing of grapes would later spread to other regions in Europe as well as North Africa and eventually in North America. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the California raisins. Which are not good. Right. So that's grapes. You've got two fruits left. Grapes to me are like oranges. Like, I like them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't like the vine. All that stuff. Messing with the little sticks and stems. Yeah. Yeah. What am I Mm -hmm. doing here? Eating fruit or sorting (laughs) weed in high school? (laughs) Or doing a fucking construction project with all these sticks. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So the two fruits left. Remember earlier, I said there is one fruit that is known as a cooking fruit. Is it, it a is, plantain? It is a plantain. Number nine. Plantains are number eight. Plantain, no, I never, like, I never would have guessed. I never think of these things. I think it's no, just because either. culturally, in our area of the country, they are not a, like, associated with, like, well, any type of food, is, especially, like, including breakfast. I think they're kind of common in, like, New Orleans. Or in like Florida, like in like Miami and stuff. Yeah, among the hippies. I think just among cultures that have plantains <laughs> in their cooking. Plantains, aka cooking banana, aka green banana. I call them. It looks like a Frankenstein banana. Poor plantain. They can't even have their own identity. They just got to live in banana shadow, huh? Well, yeah, they're all a type of the same thing. They originated in Southwest Asia, South Asia, and West Africa. Of course, they're used for cooking. Now, the difference between a plantain and banana is plantains contain more starch and less sugar than dessert bananas. Remember, I mentioned what we know as a banana is in this culinary botanical world called dessert bananas. So, plantains are usually used for cooking or otherwise processed before being eaten. They're always cooked or fried when eaten green. And at that stage, the pulp is hard peel is often so stiff it has to be cut with a knife to be removed. So like I said, it's like a a plantain is like someone took a dead banana and resurrected it as a Frankenstein. Yeah. And made it. green, strong, and ugly. It's the Hulk of bananas. And the Frankenstein analogy is apt because it also tastes like a worse fucking banana. And, you know, I imagine Frankenstein tastes worse than your everyday living average man. I have had fried plantains and I like them. They're good. But like I said, plantains is just something that's not like, I know they have plantains at the grocery store, but I... They're not on your radar the same way fucking like French fries or pizza or, you know, those kind of fruits are. I have a radar specifically for ketchup, yeah. So anything else on boring ass Frankenstein banana? Nah, they were kind of the most disappointing of the fruits. Yeah. 
All the plant. There's someone out there wearing a plantain t-shirt, wearing a plantain hat. That's really fucking bummed right now. I'm like fuck this podcast. <laughs> they don't know shit. All right, so I just need number nine. Mm-hmm. Bit of a loss here. I'll let you make a couple guesses. If you still can't guess, I'd have a clue based on something you said earlier that may help you. Is it a berry? I don't know. I don't think you would say it's a berry. Picturing a grocery store in my head here. Yeah, this is a very, very common items. Something I think every house, especially every house with kids. I know my kids love them. Oh. Okay, well, it's not oranges. It's not apple. It's not banana. Those are the big three in my house. It's not I mean, a blueberry. These are right up there, maybe even often confused with one of the other ones. Mandarin? Mandarins, tangerines, and clementines. That's, no, it's cheating, but all right. Well, lumping them together? That's just an orange. That's just an orange. Well, Why are they going to, they're going to pair together these other fruits, like remember the mango and the guava, whatever the fuck, but they can't pair uh, orange and mandarin? Listen to you flapping your ignorant gums, and I'm about to tell you here. The differences between tangerines, mandarins, clementines, and oranges, they're not all the same thing. Tangerines, mandarins, and clementines are all lumped together in the category of cute little baby oranges (laughs) at number nine. Now, they're not actually little baby oranges. They don't grow up to become oranges. They're different things. My first note is they are called little bitty oranges. But tangerines are smaller and less rounded than common oranges. Their taste is considered less sour as well as sweeter and stronger than that of an orange. Mandarins are treated as a distinct species of orange. They're usually eaten plain or in fruit salads. They are orange-colored citrus fruit that is a hybrid of a mandarin orange with some pomelo citrus contribution. The mandarin is one of the original citrus species. And then a clementine is a tangor, a citrus fruit hybrid between a willow leaf mandarin orange and a sweet orange named for its 19th century discoverer. So now, don't you feel stupid that you didn't know the difference between all the little baby oranges? Look, I don't disagree that they are different, but mm-hmm. so are fucking nectarines and whatever peaches. What was it paired with peaches. Yeah, so yeah, but they I were guess it's just inconsistency. Too. Yeah, that's my point. Anyway, fucking mandarin. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Those cuties are mandarins, right? Right, cuties. It's the perfect name. Like they should just drop the name tangerines, drop the name mandarin, even though it has like probably like cultural heritage dating back thousands of years, and mm-hmm. drop the name clementines. Yeah, and call these little guys what they are. They're cuties. Yeah, they are cute. But it would be better if they did grow up to be big adult oranges, right? And then they have orange sex and fucking have orange well, little more babies. When they grow up, their peels are decidedly more... That's what you, I was going to say you mentioned earlier, how much a pain in the ass the peel is. Yeah. No, with cutie, it's like God's little starburst wrapper. You just peel it right off. <laughs> God's, wow. Okay, and there's a quote I'm going to pull. Well, I have to say, oranges having sex... That's now what I'm thinking about. So now, because <laughs> how are they doing it? We've finished. You finished guessing the top ten most popular fruits in the world. I have to ask you: when you first heard that this is about popular fruits, did you think it would be this fucking exciting? I didn't know what to expect, but you thought it was going to be a sleeper, and I ended up. We got to talk about Columbus doing rape and yeah. killer tomatoes, the Tony Stark of Mesopotamia. Oh my God, did you write that in advance? No, I just remembered it. Okay. 
Well, I got to say, this is a great episode. I think most people would agree it's because of uh, the guessing. The guesser, am I right? Whatever. Let me run through those top 10 fruits again for you. Top 10 most popular fruits in the world, according to worldatlas.com. Number 10, pineapples. Number 9, cuties, tangerines, mandarins, and clementines. Number 8, plantains, the ugly banana. Number 7, mangoes and guavas. Number 6, oranges. Number 5, grapes. Number 4, apples. Number 3, watermelons. Number 2, bananas. And number 1, tomatoes. Brandon, don't take this the wrong way, but I'd love to squeeze your watermelon and fucking grab on your banana. Wait, so watermelons would be my butt cheeks or my boobs? <laughs> I don't know. It works either way. But then I just wanted to say it. They're not very, they're not like supple. No, I, I think it, all right, taking it too literally. I want to grab a big old fair of firm boobs. <laughs> Give me your personal top three fruits from this top 10, if you had to from rank them. From this top 10? Hmm. Number one, apples. Yep. Number two, banana. Ah, you idiot. Why? It's just the wrong choice. They're so easy. They're so easy. No, I, I, I'll give it to the banana for convenience, for sure. They have a leg up against almost anyone besides the apple on that. A lot of people have worked from home over the last year. But mm-hmm. you and I have been working from home for more than five years now, both of us. Yeah. And long before the pandemic, when most people were still working in offices. And a common thing that people would say to us, the people who did not work from home, would accuse you of like having all kinds of time to do whatever the hell you wanted during the day. Sure. And we both know that's not true. Some days I'm so busy. The banana is the This is all leading up to you just grabbing a banana? That's what I've come to recognize the banana for is I barely have enough time to like get out of my chair in the middle of the day, but I got to eat something. The banana is always there for me. It's always hanging by its little hook, like slightly swinging like, hey, buddy, come grab me. And I, It is very like naturally pre-built for humans to eat because it hangs. It chills like it's like reclining in a hammock until you come and mm-hmm. grab it. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you ready for a banana? So, for me, it goes apple, pineapple, watermelon. Boom. Or maybe mango. And just have so much work that comes with them. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the uh, top 10 fruits. That's that. Now you can go to your next office Zoom party and impress all of your colleagues with your knowledge of fruit metric tonnage. And just like your boss will be so impressed with you, we are so impressed with those of you some bitches that have left us reviews on Apple Podcasts, such as Turnface08, who wrote, These guys run one hell of a podcast. Not easy to pack a ton of information in an episode while still being funny, but these guys pull it off flawlessly. Fuck yeah. I don't know about flawlessly, but... The audio quality is solid, the information is well-researched, and the hosts carry the material with solid chemistry and wit. I don't disagree. Thank you very much. Yeah, Brandon, congrats on a flawless list today. That had nothing wrong on it. It didn't have anything wrong. I don't know. Tomatoes aren't a fruit, so... Amongst the uh, fucking people that live on planet Earth, at least. Yeah, it's only uh, botanists, fucking dumbass <laughs> botanists that call tomatoes a uh, vegetable. Think they know yeah. everything, trying to tell us how to live. All right, well, thank you, Turnface. The next one comes from DJF. Uh, they say, look, top 10 lists are as classic as classic gets. Probably not as classic as a fucking apple, though, right? So it's a home run of an idea for a podcast, covering any category and doing it with great sound and style. The Tennis Podcast is a great variety style show with, well, great variety. So add this to your rotation ASAP! 
Well, ASAP is an acronym. It's not meant to always be screamed. Well, there was an exclamation point tacked on the end of it. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that review and never thought of us as a variety show before, Brandon. I have thought about us in terms of the gong show before. A what? The gong show. What's that? Holy fuck. Am I about to explain to you and the folks at home what the fucking gong show is? Well, sounds like you are. In the 70s, there was a variety show called The Gong Show. It was kind of like, what's it called? America's Got Talent. Some dipshit would go up there and start singing and dancing. If they weren't any good, instead of hitting the buzzer and saying like, you know, you're eliminated, they would hit a gong (laughs) and the gong went off and then they got fucking dragged off stage. The way you said eliminated a second ago, it sounded like lemonade, which is so fucking timely for today's episode. Except lemons didn't crack the top 10, which is weird. So yeah, we are The Gong Show. We'd like to thank the lemons that just left us reviews. And if you want me to read your review, could be about lemonade, could be about The Gong Show, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and write a five-star review and I'll read it. Brandon, did you know what next week is? No. Episode 135 is next week. It's my list. I got to make it special. What should I do? Mm. Top 10 vegetables? Oh, God, don't. <laughs> I don't know. Put me on the spot. What can you do? Um, you already did Mel Gibson last week. Yeah. Downhill from there. Anyway, listen, I'll come up with something good. Be sure to check us out next week on episode 135. Between now and then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TennisPod. You can follow me at the TheNickAmel on Twitter and Instagram. And Brandon? What? Oh, where can you they find can, me? They can follow him at SidekickHost on Twitter. That's it. Just follow me That's there. That's it. Don't look for me anywhere else. You won't get me. Yeah. But if you do want pictures of Brandon in promiscuous situations, send me a DM. I'll hook you up. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.